Peaches, Apples, and Other Forbidden Fruit. Written and read by Jam Girl. Chapter 3 Simple October 2010 As far as candidates for bosom friends went, it seemed Michaela was at the top of the list. Being pledges together and living in the same hall made it very easy to spend lots of time together. It was very nice to have company for meals and someone to come knocking on Zira's door. Michaela wanted to explore campus and meet the boys on the second floor and have someone to gossip with in the tiny little dorm kitchen. Zero went along with all of it because it felt incredible to be someone's go-to friend. It wasn't that she and Michaela had anything particularly in common or that they clicked particularly well. Zero was actually afraid to reveal too much about herself and scare Michaela away, so the conversations never got very deep. Considering the way Michaela shared gossip, Zero decided early on that she would most prefer to stay on the receiving end. So their conversations seemed to center mostly on which boys were cute and which parts of campus would be the best spots to enjoy. Zero discovered that Michaela loved reality TV, which wasn't Zero's cup of tea. Glass of sweet tea? But she was willing to watch it in the name of friendship. It gave them new topics of conversation and people to gossip about that weren't their dorm mates and classmates, so that was a plus. They were inseparable during pledge events, and although they chatted with and got to know the other girls, it was impossibly satisfying to have already formed such a clear bond. Sierra became so dependent on Michaela's company in a mere matter of weeks that when Michaela was picked up by her parents before lunch on a Friday to spend the weekend at home in Hendersonville, only an hour away, Zira was at a loss for what to do. Those first few weeks of school before pledging, Zira hadn't had much of a problem eating alone in the dining hall. She was so consumed by her schoolwork and her concern over sororities she didn't have much space in her brain to think about it. But since Michaela had become her overnight best friend, she had never not had someone to have a meal with. The dining hall was Zira's only option if she wanted lunch. She could have gotten a to-go box, but besides the fact that it was inconvenient to have to walk across campus back to her dorm, her food would undoubtedly get cold on the trek. Zira firmly believed one should take great care to enjoy one's food. The dining hall food wasn't exactly gourmet or anything, but when it was hot, at least it still resembled something worth eating. She determined that she would embark on her loner lunch with the armor of a book. It was something she had done often in high school and middle school. With a book, she would look intellectual rather than pathetic at her empty table. She really did enjoy reading, 
and she hadn't had a lot of time to pleasure read in the prior weeks anyways, so it seemed like a top-notch plan. She never did get a chance to peel back the cover of her well-worn copy of Emma at lunch, which was all the same since she had read it so many times. Instead, to her surprise, Crowley, who happened to be in the dining hall for lunch at the very same time as Zira, came right up to her in the pasta line. Zira, she exclaimed cheerily, like she had found the prize at the bottom of a cereal box. Crowley was wearing spaghetti straps and short denim shorts with low-top converses, and Zira immediately noticed how good she looked, with her perfect little apple breasts and her cute little behind. Zira was very jealous. Zira couldn't have pulled off that look, she knew it, and the feeling she was experiencing in her chest, the rapid heartbeat and shallow breathing and slight loss of focus, was jealousy. It had to be. She was certain of it. Are you here alone? Curly asked. Zira felt herself reddening at being caught. Yes, but, you know, she said, holding her book up in explanation. Crowley looked a little disappointed. Oh, she said. Do you think you could be willing to eat with me anyways? I mean, we could just share a table. I'm here alone too, but I don't have a book or homework or anything. I was just going to scroll on my phone so I could look like I was alone on purpose. Crowley's words had come out in a steady, uninterrupted stream. And when she finished... She made a face like she had inadvertently let out too much. Zero smiled, knowing that she was doing the exact same thing. I would love to eat with you, she said. Crowley lit up. Great. I'll get us a table. She hurried off and Zira thanked her lucky stars. She hadn't even been initiated yet, and being in a sorority was already paying off. When Zira had her plate of food and found where Crowley was sitting, a nice, cozy spot next to a window, she happily sat in the sunny seat across from Crowley, setting down her food and Vera Bradley wristlet. She closed her eyes and took in the feeling of the sun on her skin through the glass. It felt amazing after all the days of rain. She found herself smiling as she looked at Crowley. What a perfect spot for lunch, she said, before digging into her pile of pasta, which she thought was supposed to be Alfredo. Glad you think so, Crowley replied, smiling right back. Her facial expression changed to one of apprehension as she asked, Are you going to read or... Oh, I'm happy to talk, Zira responded. Crowley seemed relieved. It occurred to Zira then that she wasn't sure what to talk about with Crowley. She didn't know yet what made her tick, and she didn't want to spoil anything by saying the wrong thing. Luckily, Crowley appeared ready with the topic. 
You know, I've been wondering, she started. How do you know about the top Georgia crops or whatever? I mean, I've lived in North Carolina my whole life, and I can even guess. I can even tell you the state flower, if we have one. We must, though, right? Every state has a flower, I think. Sorry, sorry. She shook her head. I'm getting distracted. Zira giggled. I don't know about North Carolina, but the Georgia state flower is the Cherokee rose. See? How in the world do you know that? My daddy is the mayor of Macon, and I have an uncle in the state legislature, so I've just absorbed a lot of information from them, I guess. The crop thing is important for my daddy's campaigns. Agricultural interests are important in Macon. Hmm, that makes sense. What are other important Georgia crops? Zero smiled. She didn't have any idea why Crowley was so curious about this, but it was sort of endearing. Pecans, peanuts, cotton, corn. There's probably some other ones too, but those are definitely high up there. What's your favorite one? My favorite what? Your favorite crop. Oh, I don't know, Zero said, looking at her half-eaten and sad-looking pasta. Zero looked up at Crowley suspiciously. Why are you interested? Crowley shrugged. I don't know. Insight into you, I guess. Zero thought that was really nice. She wasn't sure Michaela had ever made much effort into gaining insight into her. Not that she begrudged her for it or anything. Crowley was just sort of... surprising. What about you? Zero asked. Do you have a favorite crop? Curly smiled. I don't know a single thing about agricultural crops. Okay, well then, plants in general? Do you like gardening? I do actually, yeah. I've been living with my uncle for the past few years and it's kind of awful. The guy's a nut job. He's a conspiracy theorist who thinks the apocalypse is coming, so he has a giant collection of guns in his shed and a shit ton of canned foods and stuff. But he also has a big vegetable and herb garden because, you know, he will have to know how to grow his own food out of the radioactive soil from the nuclear fallout that's coming, which makes complete sense. Zero laughed. But whatever. The garden is awesome, and I like helping him with it. And eating fresh food from a garden is pretty awesome. That is really awesome, Zira said. We grow some stuff at home, but it's really just fruit. Peaches, as you know, and strawberries and blueberries. That sounds great. Ugh, she said. 
looking down at her chicken and poking it with her fork. Talking about this is making me upset about how bad this food is. Is your pasta any good? Zero pursed her lips to keep from laughing. Not really. The broccoli in here is so overcooked, it is practically mush. And I think the sauce is mostly water. Crowley started laughing, and Zira couldn't hold her own laughter back. I think I'm done. What about you? Crowley asked. Zira nodded, unable to regain her composure completely. Are you doing anything after this? Crowley asked. I'm done with classes for the day, and I was going to go lay outside for a little bit since it's so nice. I'm not doing anything, Sierra responded a tad shyly. That sounds absolutely lovely. When they got outside, Crowley donned a pair of stylish, oversized sunglasses she pulled out from a big cloth tote bag she was carrying. She might have looked like a model, except that her overstuffed tote was a little ridiculous, being black with Jack Skellington's face and white, large and menacing. Zira might have actually thought the tote was scary if she hadn't known the character. Instead, she was a bit amused, and perhaps overly excited to see that maybe, just maybe, it was possible Crowley liked Disney just as much as her. When they found a nice sunny spot in the grass near the campus's central plaza, the reason for the overstuffed nature of the tote revealed itself. Crowley pulled out a big worn quilt and laid it out across the grass. She threw off her compresses, revealing socks with red roses and daggers, and Zira thought maybe it was more the creepy factor she liked than the Disney factor. Crowley laid down on the quilt and stretched herself out like a cat, before she seemed to settle snugly to one side of the blanket, hands behind her head, and ankles crossed. Zira walked the perimeter of the blanket until she got to the opposite side. She carefully removed her own shoes and laid on the blanket on her stomach, a sensible distance from the lounging Crowley, and brought her book in front of herself. She was just finding her place in her book when she felt Crowley shift next to her. She looked up to see Crowley shifted to her side, holding her head up with one hand. What are you reading? she asked. Zira lifted the book to show her. It's Emma by Jane Austen. Have you read it? I haven't read any Jane Austen. Is it any good? Oh, I love it. I've read it about a million times. I love all of Jane Austen's books. Pride and Prejudice is my favorite, of course, but Emma is really fun. They're not boring? Definitely not. Well, I don't think so anyways. I read a lot of old books, though. Well, if you've read them a million times, they must be good. Zira blushed at that, looking down at her book. I've got the whole Austin collection, you know. You could borrow any of them any time. You could borrow this one now. It's not like I need to know what happens. 
Oh, Crowley said, pausing for a little too long. Zira looked at her curiously. Crowley was intently focused on a loose thread in the quilt she was playing with. No, thanks, she said without looking up. Are you sure? If you start reading it and don't like it, I won't be offended. No, it's not that. It's... Crowley sighed. I'm dyslexic, so old books like that with funny words and everything are just a bit harder for me. But, you know, I like audiobooks, so... Oh, well... I'm sure the campus library has all the Austin books as audiobooks, or another local library does. Easy peasy. What if I could read you a little bit of Emma and you can see if you like it? And if you decide to get the audiobook, we can talk about it. Curly perked up and looked at Zira like she was impressed. All right, go on then. Now? Sure. Zira sat up excitedly. She loved reading aloud. She thought she was good at being expressive, and she liked trying to do voices, though maybe she would leave the British accent out. That might be embarrassing. She left her bookmark in place and opened instead to Emma's first page, clearing her throat. <clears> throat> Emma Woodhouse, handsome, clever, and rich, with a comfortable home and happy disposition, seemed to unite some of the best blessings of existence. Crowley laid back as she listened. She seemed to be enjoying the book because she laughed a few times and stopped Zira occasionally to ask questions or comment. Zira read the first couple of chapters. They were fairly short as the sun beat down on them. It was becoming surprisingly hot as the day wore on, and Zira felt herself sweating in a way she scarcely had since she had left Georgia weeks previously. After three chapters, Zira shut the book. How do you like it? It's clever, Curly said. Yes, that's kind of Jane Austen's thing. If you plan to continue on your own, we could find one of the adaptations to watch afterwards. I'm not sure which one I like best. That would be fun. Zero beamed at her. Then she sighed. I should probably head back to my dorm, she said. I need to do some homework. On a Friday night? Zira shrugged. At least I want to get some reading done. Crowley sat up. Okay. Hey, Zira? Yes? This was really fun. I think so, too. Crowley drew her knees to her chest and looked away, smiling, but also looking very shy and very red. I was wondering, maybe if you wanted to, we could get dinner sometime. You know, eat something better than whatever that dining hall is trying to pass for food. 
and we could like, you know, hang out. Zira appreciated how shy Crowley seemed. She had worried she would be the only one awkward about trying to make friends, but seeing Crowley awkward too was incredibly comforting. And talking to Crowley felt really natural somehow. Perhaps Michaela had a contender for the role of bosom friend. How about tomorrow night? You could come to my dorm room and we could order something for delivery and we could watch a movie. I'll have my room to myself since my roommate usually disappears for the entire day and night on Saturdays. Crowley looked back at Zira, and even behind the sunglasses, her relief was clear. Her face might have even indicated a hint of giddiness. That sounds perfect, she said. They set their plans and resolved for a time for Crowley to arrive at Zira's door. For the rest of Friday and all of Saturday, Zira tried her best to focus on her homework. She really did. But her excitement for a girls' night kept distracting her. It wasn't just about it being a girls' night, though. Her excitement was to spend more time with Crowley. She couldn't place her finger on what it was, but for whatever reason, something made her suspect that this relationship would be important.